0: Good unspecified time period in the future or the past. And welcome to Richard and Carl Presents Deep Space and Dragons. Dragons, dragons.
1: Uh, I'm Carl.
0: And I'm Richard. And on today's episode, we're going to go through... I'm going to just say we're going to explore the potential characters in the crazy new Nickelodeon fighting game coming out. And see which one my co-host Carl has seen, which one I have seen, and if neither of us seen it, we're just kind of doomed. But to start things off, what's new in the Carl-verse? Uh,
1: well, I mean, so I seem to have um, a habit of uh, searching up things uh, that would be available to pick up in the store in the United States. But uh, are not available to pick up in the store in Canada. Uh, uh, the first example I would give would be about my my sandblaster, where uh, I had wanted to buy a three thirty seconds of an inch brass tube, and you could just go down to Home Depot in the states and buy those. But Home Depot won't even order them for you in Canada. But more recently, new. Uh, I was trying to hang a sign on a window, and I thought I would just get a uh, suction cup hook. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I can find them at the dollar store. Nope. Maybe I can find them at Staples. So I go to Staples, and I look online. It's like, yeah, a six-pack for five bucks. Yeah, that, that was American Staples. They don't sell those in Canada.
0: I mean, I'm not sure if it's because I went to Staples pretty recently as my brother, the panda bear, is setting up his architecture workshop in his room. Of course, we went to Staples, where I'm like, my computer supplies are a mouse and keyboard. I guess I could get earbuds, as he's trying to find grid paper and canvas paper. And I have to wonder if, in my side of the country, I have a bigger selection, or if it's literally just, if it's not maple leaf shaped, we don't get it up here.
1: Uh, well, the the suction cup hooks were on the Staples website, uh, but were not first for the United States Staples website, but were not on the Canadian Staples website. That is uh, same thing uh, with like Old Spice Relax. It's a lavender scented Old Spice uh, available. You just deeply on offended de-
0: offended a friend of mine who hates lavender with a burning passion, and I'm okay with that. Please <laughs> continue.
1: It's available in the United States Walmart, but Canadian Walmart won't even order it in for you.
0: <laughs> I mean, Walmart is Walmart, and I will not discuss it because it is Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> But Lavender Old Spice seems weird because this might be a strange comparison, but Old Spice always struck me as like, I don't know, scented, like they try not to be a specific smell. They're like, you smell like random spices, literally, like we threw some cinnamon and some chicory in there, maybe some barbecue sauce. I don't know.
1: It matches the, the deodorant, which is lavender infused. So that's why I wanted it.
0: I mean, my Old Spice deodorant is Wolf Blueberry, which is mostly wolf with a hint of blueberry.
1: (laughs) But um, perhaps uh, we should see what's new with you there, Richard.
0: All right, so I went on a responsible socially distanced picnic yesterday, and I was handed a bunch of grapes. A friend of mine had recently acquired a grape tree with their new property. And one thing that was picked up for this picnic of sorts was competitive axe throwing. And what it is, is instead of giving us actual axes because I would be dead, it's like a dark board of pegs kind of looks like a curling board. And the axes are designed that when they hit the pegs, the blade splits open a bit to lock on, which means you actually have to throw it with an adequate amount of force. And it was delightful as far as I can say. Axe throwing badminton beanbag tossing was a great way to spend the weekend. As for new projects and things, over the course of getting my bachelor's, I have to write so many short stories that I did the math, and if I just put every short story I write together in a book, I will have a 100,000 word short storybook from just things I write over the next year. So I'm trying to secretly make every short story about a similar theme so I can glue them together and make a novel.
1: That is, uh, that would be kind of interesting.
0: Like 52 Dragon Tales? Even if it was just an Tales? anthology
1: of... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, even if it was just an anthology of, of uh, short stories that are just on a similar theme, that would be an interesting book to read.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like 52 Dragon Tales, where each story references a dragon in some way, shape, or form. Be it a dragon uppercut, or a literal tiny creme brulee dragon. <laughs> and... loop back around into group projects I will be tonight running a one shot to try out our modified insult on Campbell's keep adventure
1: nice nice
0: I got as soon as you casually mention I run D&D to a reasonable sized classroom instantly sign up no issue at all one person made a Kenku bard who only does covers of songs and their goal in life is to create the perfect musical catalog have to appreciate that.
1: <laughs> that is pretty interesting.
0: Alright, so I think with our recap done up, just going to put out there that at the end of the episode, we have two random questions of the week one dragon question and one legitimately random. And if your question is chosen, you can win a free digital copy of The Waltz of Blades. Which I don't know if you received your free digital copy, but you have a paperback copy you're still working for- through. So I'm not too concerned about making sure to order yours out personally for last week's question. You will get it, and you will love it when it arrives. (laughs) But to our other listeners, expect much more priority service. (sighs) So, let's get into it. So, for this week's episode, I have pulled up a list of all the original programming Nicktoons or Nickelodeon has done, because they were releasing an unfortunately good-looking fighting game coming out within the next couple of months. The reason I say this is unfortunate is a lot of times you'll have a video game or movie adaptation or TV show adaptation video game and they're pretty consistently terrible when you can just ignore them. After watching the, them break down the gameplay mechanics, the canceling, the hit stun, the wave dashing, the combos... They've actually really tried to engineer a very good Super Smash Bros-esque fighting game, which I was not expecting them to try with this.
1: Uh, Yeah, considering some of the properties that they have that have have already been announced, uh, the uh, roster is quite diverse, uh, but they don't really have that many, like...
0: Fighters.
1: Fighters, yeah, it's, it's just...
0: Like, this is a product of fascinating nightmare fuel. So, I have this list of Nickelodeon original programming up by premiere date. And let's just see what we understand. So, starting off. And we don't know what characters are going to be in this game. And I will mention the ones we do know. But anything on this list is technically fair game, which is frightening nightmare fuel. (laughs) All right. So, first show. Doug. It came out when I was one. Carl, what do you know about the show Doug?
1: Uh, I definitely watched the Doug movie, uh, and I thought it was great.
0: So, who are these characters for what you remember, and who would you nominate as your fighting game nominee?
1: Well, I mean, like, Doug himself is, is probably the, the, the most interesting candidate. Uh, but, I mean it was definitely a kid's show. So it was largely about their, uh, imaginary adventures.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Is there any imaginary swords, imaginary dragons? Are we talking like, like how deep dive can we get into that character?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, I was also one when it was premiered. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I also, <clears throat> I mean, I am surprised looking through this list, how many I actually do know. But uh, my parents weren't really big on letting us watch a lot of TV. So, like, you know, I've, I've seen a few episodes every here or there. Uh, Doug, I haven't really rewatched anything recently. The number one thing is I just remember Super Doug where he put on a headband and a red cape.
0: I mean, so that's, that's beautiful. I'm like,
1: Sup- Super Doug could be cool.
0: That would work elegantly. I, unfortunately, other than the name, don't remember that show. But when we get to our next item on the list, I remember Rugrats. That aired on YTV, probably like half their time slot was Rugrats episodes.
1: (laughs) Rugrats uh, obviously had more enduring charm than Doug. Uh, Although, no, no, Rugrats have gotten like two or three movies.
0: Apparently the finale for Rugrats was 2004, when the finale for Doug was 1994. And they came out at the same time. So Rugrats lasted a decade longer
1: uh yeah um <clears throat> I mean so like I said I've seen a few shows here and there I've found you know watching babies to be uh yeah. annoying personally uh and also um the character Chucky was like the most annoying character
0: oh I agree uh,
1: um and uh in Spanish and uh, the Rugrats show. Uh, his name is Carlito.
0: That's and, so much uh, I better. And
1: that I, I find that personally offensive.
0: Oh no! Oh, that <laughs> took <know>. a moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not actually offended. But but you know, the most annoying character almost sharing a name with me is is like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not into that.
0: Like that's why <laughs> I'm kind of grateful for my imperialistic older generation name that's rarely used because there's very few Richards. You'll run into a Ricky. You'll run into a Ricardo. You don't run into a Richard because Richards are pretty much doomed to wear sweater vests and teach classes, which is the objective.
1: How many Ricardos have you run into? Three. Oh, wow.
0: I know, right? So to loop back around to this Rugrats thing, I don't recall almost anything from Rugrats, you know, on account of being a baby watching a show about babies. But the character that made into this fighting game is a dinosaur named Riptar. And the only thing I remember with confidence about this dinosaur is they did a promotional song for Riptar on Ice, which effectively would be the equivalent of Godzilla on Ice. And that is delightful and fills me with the purest joy. So my brain is, has like the little jingle of Riptar of Ice stuck in it for literally ever. <laughs> so I understand why they didn't put small infants in a fighting game to beat to death. Sorry, you can't do that to Carlito and get your vengeance. But they picked something <laughs> iconic enough from their imagery that I'm like, yeah, no, off-brand Godzilla with ice skates. I want that as my fighting game character. Triple Axle Godzilla kick is just fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be pretty hilarious. I hope- hopefully they reference that uh, particular special uh, in the game.
0: I really do. So next on our list is the Ren and Stimpy show, which I have always believed, and feel free to correct me in the comments, is what meth must look like. Like, if you do a bunch of meth, and then life happens, it would look similar to watching Ren and Stimpy. I've never done meth, I don't know. Maybe LSD? I've never done that either. Severe head trauma I've had happen? That's the closest I've got to reality looking like Ren and Stimpy.
1: Uh, I don't know if I ever actually watched the show, maybe like one or two episodes, uh, but they did have a few platforming video games for the Super Nintendo, uh, which, nostalgia, that's just my favorite system. Uh, And (laughs) uh, I definitely agree. They're not exactly nightmare fuel, but they're not exactly uh, normal scenarios.
0: Well, they definitely went for the Almost like the Cuphead-style animation, where it's like the older, more bouncy, fluid animation, where because they had less frames, they give it like more jiggly motion, as it were. I don't know mm-hmm. how aptly I'm describing it. But they went with just horrifying visuals on this show. But apparently in the game, they work as a duo, where they'll like use each other as weapons and stuff.
1: Uh, like, René and is as a character. The game was a lot of fun, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Or unless you're talking about the... The, the fighting game name. oh the new fighting they, they game announced? as
0: well uses them as like a duo character alright hmm. so our next show on this list is Rocco's Modern Life I've never seen it but apparently relatively recent well I saw like an episode or two and the main thing I know this series from is apparently they like to put adult jokes in it that the internet enjoys throwing on the internet now and apparently the main character was implied to work on a phone sex line Hmm. And that is the only thing uh, I know about this show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I also don't really know anything about Rocker's Modern Life. I feel like I probably have seen one or two episodes, but of the, episodes, of the shows that we've gone through so far, it's definitely the one that has uh, the least, like, I, I literally don't remember anything about it.
0: Yeah, apparently there's, like, some censorship issues with it because they tried to lean for the adult jokes. And this is just kind of me reading off the page about it. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to avoid that one in their all-star fighting game. They probably don't want to draw attention to that. <laughs> so Fair enough. next thing is Ah, Real Monsters. I have no earthly idea what that is. You got anything?
1: Uh, I also have no idea what it is. Apparently. Uh, I mean, it definitely sounds like something that they could draw from for their fighting game, but
0: yeah, apparently it also got a video game on the SNES and the Sega Mega Drive. Once upon a time.
1: Hmm, I know, I've definitely uh, so uh, in the past when it was when it was much easier uh, to get emulations and uh, ROMs and stuff for for the Super Nintendo. Um, I definitely have downloaded entire collections that are just like Ah, Real Monsters, and I see it in the list. But uh, it didn't even pique enough, enough of my interest to try it out as a as a free emulation.
0: Fair enough. The only the most noteworthy thing is it starts with three A's, putting it at the top of alphabetical lists. I'm sure someone in the comments will give a rant about how this was their favorite show and how we're classless monsters, and nothing would make me happier <laughs> to be corrected on this issue. All right.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Next. We are real monsters for sure.
0: Absolutely. Next on our list is Hey Arnold. That I do recall quite accurately. Uh, at this point, I would have been six when it came out, but what, because Canada, I feel like a lot of these cartoons we got a few years later.
1: Uh, and it possibly. ran till
0: 2004, which would be a reasonable amount of time for my memory to go back. So...
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, Arnold. Um, well, So I don't know how old Family Guy is, But I feel like Stewie Griffin is a reference to to the main character, Arnold.
0: I mean, my next little exposition about this was going to be how the most iconic thing is he had a football-shaped head. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I think it predates it. And, I mean, Family Guy was not subtle about taking things they wanted from other shows. (laughs) Uh, That's true. We could do an entire half-hour episode where I do nothing but complain about Family Guy, and it would be justified. Apparently, uh, hey, Arnold good. got a movie as recent as 2017.
1: It's 2017. Yeah.
0: Literally. So for the fighting game that's coming out, they actually made his, I'm hesitant to say love interest. I'm going to more say borderline stalker who was serious issues into a playable right. fighting game character. So Arnold <laughs> of Hey Arnold didn't make it into the fighting game, but Helga did.
1: Uh, To be fair, Arnold was not a particularly violent character.
0: No. I mean, I can't remember one character's name, but one of my favorite scenes in that show is they were trying to build the world's biggest pizza pocket. Because to make a world record, you have to choose something absurd. Since all the sensible Mm -hmm. records have been done. And each character, that's where they displayed each character's special skills. And one character's Mm. ability was the ability to cut a zucchini really fast with car keys. And it just always made me happy that one character's super specific, nonsensical skill was directly relevant to this task. <laughs> it's like, you have an encyclopedia knowledge of sauces, and you can shop a zucchini with car keys in under 30 seconds. And that's just fantastic. <laughs> and I do remember watching the first Harry Arnold movie, where they tried to, like, go big and dramatic with it to explain why his parents are never around. And then they went, like, full Disney movie, like, they died as a volcano erupted kind of drama. Wow. Yeah. It went in directions I was not expecting. Spoilers for a 10-year-old, 20-year-old show? (laughs) Uh. All right. Next on the list, we have a show called Kablam. I got nothing for that one. But it went till 2000.
1: Well, that's only a four-year runtime, so obviously it wasn't super popular, because I also don't have much recollection. But, I mean, again, uh, like I'm surprised with how many I do know because of how little TV my parents let me watch.
0: That's fair. Like I feel uh, like you've just passively absorbed a lot. Uh,
1: just, just as a little side note, uh, I mean, I, I don't think my parents are crazy, but they wouldn't let me watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they didn't like the Buddhist elements of it.
0: That is, so, as you're, well, the audience is not aware, but Carl definitely is, my parents pretty much offset a lot of the raising of me to my brother, so we would watch Mm -hmm. cartoons together, so very little was done to prevent me from watching a truly stupid amount of TV growing up, (laughs) because they were both out working construction, and me and my brother were left to our own devices, and we're not particularly exciting people. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, to this day, it wouldn't be unreasonable for us to marathon a new animated series, since he is my roommate at the moment. Eat some popcorn, binge watch a new animated series, complain about how anime's just gotten worse, and then move on with our lives. (laughs) Sounds about right. So after a little search, apparently Cliplam was a anime sketch comedy style show. So apparently it was more like a collection of short films. And so even if we saw it, we probably wouldn't be able to recognize it. Fair enough. So the next on our list is a show called The Angry Beavers, which have not been confirmed for the fighting game yet, but I desperately want. (laughs) The show followed two Angry Beavers, one angry one and one stupid one. And that was the entire premise. And sometimes, sometimes there's a beauty in simplicity. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, I definitely really really liked Angry Beavers um, For some reason, I feel like that must have been made by the uh, Canadian division of Nickelodeon Or is Nickelodeon just Canadian in general?
0: No, it was apparently American, and the story took place in Oregon, apparently
1: Oh, really? So
0: we all assumed it was Canadian because they took one of our national mascots and threw it on the cover But no, it was an American show that tricked us
1: those jerks.
0: Agreed. But, yeah, it was a delightful series. Like, I I (laughs) would like that. That would be a pretty good shadow because it did not have a Super Rang run, 1997 to 2001. But I would be thrilled if that got a mention, it made its way into this fighting game that I'm going to begrudgingly buy when it falls on sale, because... I like fighting you at Smash Bros. I like beating you at Smash Bros. I want to hit you with a giant, with a off-brand Godzilla triple axel skating kick. <laughs> also, it has fully functional rollback netcode programmed into it.
1: Rollback netcode.
0: So, for fighting games, there's two kind of ways you can fight online lag. There's conventional methods of you just teleport around randomly. What Rollback mm-hmm. Netcode does is it actually calculates the leg spikes and effectively, say I punch you and then you get hit because a leg. It actually rolls mm-hmm. back the game in real time and resynchronizes us. So it's like I'd punch you and then my character would almost rewind a minute to keep it fair so mm-hmm. no one gets a leg advantage. Huh. It's been, I did not quite do that explanation justice, but it's been showing up more and more in competitive fighting games. I'm like, wait, but you are Nickelodeon dumb novelty game. Why good coding?
1: <laughs>
0: Which brings us to our next show, Cat Dog. Do you did you ever watch Cat Dog?
1: I did not watch Cat Dog, uh, but <clears throat> one of my favorite favorite theory channels uh, did a theory on whether or not you could actually create a cat dog, oh, no. uh, and as portrayed in in the show, it, it's it's no, it's not happening.
0: No, but it did make it <laughs> straight up in as a fighting game character. 100% uh, well, Cat-Dog I mean... is in the roster. And I know you might be picturing like a fox, you know, like an animal halfway between a cat and dog, if you're not familiar with the show. No, it is half his body and two legs are a cat, and the other half of his body and two legs are a dog, and it is a horrifying nightmare amalgamation of despair.
1: Um, I, Okay, so, I mean, I, I hate to ask, but I have to go here. It, it's because it, it's the front half of a dog and the front half of a cat attached at the torso, uh, nope. do they ever nope. do, they don't ever nope. ever deal with that
0: nope move on it's a cartoon just move on
1: <laughs> okay okay
0: alright so our next show on the list is the wild thornberries
1: you just skipped over oh yeah cartoons
0: oh shoot well <laughs> I have no idea what that is do you know what that is
1: <laughs> no, it sounds like another yeah, that's what uh, I thought. Sk- sketch show. <laughs> that is
0: what I thought. Right. I skipped it because I fully believed in our hearts that neither Ooh. of us knew anything about it and I stand by it. Okay.
1: Okay, well, I mean according to Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> it is the origin of the fairly odd parents chalk zone and my life as a teenage robot.
0: Cool because we're gonna talk about all of those in their respective categories <laughs> without having to go into this compilation show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just find it, find it interesting. Is uh, It's TV's biggest animation develop program, development program ever, according to Wikipedia.
0: That's kind of crazy because no clue.
1: Uh, anyway, oh, uh, yeah, ne- never seen it for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, so next up we have Wild Thornberries, which is basically Steve Irwin but animated comedy. Sound <laughs> about right? That's accurately sum up the entire premise of the show. Uh,
1: I would definitely say it does.
0: So they did actually get a character from that into the fighting game. As he moves around and does animal impersonations and has a head much bigger than the rest of his body. And it just looks so uncomfortable paired next to other characters. Because Nigel (laughs) Thornberry is just a terrifying looking character. Although you do get to be a British aristocrat style character who does a woodpecker impression as an attack. So as far as fighting game character creativity... Hard to beat that one.
1: Uh, no, I mean, I, I hate to be be uh, a downer here, but this list is actually uh, fairly extensive. I don't even think we're halfway through yet.
0: All right, so let's try and ramp up our pace a bit. All right, we're just going to go a simple yes-no. Rocket Power, remember anything about it? Nope. Apparently it was sports. As told <laughs> okay. by Ginger, remember anything about it? No, nope. I have to assume from the name it was a diary of some character named Ginger.
1: <laughs> Probably
0: Invader Zim greatest piece of animation ever created. Full stop. Uh,
1: well, I mean, maybe I'll have to actually watch it because I've only kind of absorbed information about it passively.
0: It's almost as good as Futurama. Huh. Yeah, so yeah Zim right. made it into the game because it'd be insane not to. Also, I had, like, a trend where ever, absolutely everyone in grade 12 was super obsessed with Invader Zim while I was going to grade 12. Could not explain why. But then I got on board and enjoyed it. All right, <laughs> yeah. moving on to the next one. Fairly Odd Parents. I'm pretty sure that's still uh, going.
1: <laughs> and that's also probably one of my favorite Nicktoons anyways, personally.
0: I mean, I think we can take an entire minute here so you can sum it up a bit. Let's hear your pitch meeting kind of 30-second. You're trying to sell this to- show to me as a developer. What's your show about?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's about a a small child who has a mean babysitter, but he has some goldfish that turn out to actually be uh fairies. Uh and they're his uh, they're his godparents, so they help him grant wishes and, and uh obviously the most significant portion of the of the show is be careful what you wish for because uh his wishes often backfire.
0: Oh, it was such a good show. So there's so many characters I'd love to see from that in this fighting game. No representative has been announced. But first, Cosmo the Fairy and Wanda the Fairy, both fantastic additions to a fighting game if they got added in. There's an in-the-universe superhero called the Crimson Chin that's somewhere between Daredevil and Batman with a giant chin. I would also love to see that in a fighting game. And I would love to see the fairy-obsessed math teacher with a butterfly net screaming angrily as a fighting game. He's basically animated Waluigi. It's delightful. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the nasty tree is, is pretty hilarious.
0: All right. Next on our list is Chokso. Do you recall it at all?
1: Uh, never actually watched it. Did watch a, uh, mo- uh, a YouTube video about its development cycle uh, and uh, the sudden change in, in tone and pacing and stuff. And The author of the video really, really liked the show, uh, but felt like it got uh, destroyed by development hell.
0: That's fair. That can happen when your vision is stifled by bottom lines. Apparently you managed to win some awards? I don't know enough about it to really give any further from that, so we're just going to move on to Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Ever have a show where the name just describes the entire premise instantly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh... Apparently, Dexter's Laboratory is not a Nicktoon.
0: No, which is why they made Jimmy Neutron, which is their Dexter's Laboratory, just straight up.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like it was actually slightly worse than, than Dexter's Laboratory. Everything was slightly uh,
0: worse than Dexter's Laboratory. i dip out on this podcast to go watch an episode of Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> All right, let's try and get through a last couple of these before we get to our random question of the day. Since this list, oh, we made it to make it to 2002. <laughs>
1: yeah starting in 1991 we got 2002 and it goes all the way up to 2019 apparently right.
0: so here's some highlights that are on this list that i want to point out i really enjoyed my life as a teenage robot its premise I also was
1: really enjoyed it
0: yes it had robots missiles and teenage angst what's not to love
1: <laughs> right
0: next is danny phantom which i think was Nickelodeon's first attempt into a longer more serialized show that had a more coherent plot with slightly older characters mm-hmm. like danny phantom was delightful. It was somewhere, it was almost like closer to a Marvel show in tone, but was still very clearly a slapstick cartoon. The next big thing on this list, because we got a whole lot of I know nothing about, we got Avatar The Last Airbender. Feel Mm -hmm. free to tune back to episode two, where we broke that down pretty thoroughly of our podcasts. Right, right. Legend of Korra, the sequel to that. At some point, they acquired the Ninja Turtles and threw them in their fighting game.
1: Uh, How could you skip over Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness?
0: Because that's cheating. Nickelodeon, you don't get to say you get Kung Fu Panda when DreamWorks did the heavy lifting. Kung Fu Panda is (laughs) delightful. Kung Fu Panda is amazing. Perhaps we'll do a DreamWorks episode in the future where I can discuss how Jack Black played himself and it was so perfect. But (laughs) Nick Animation does not get the credit because so much of that was handed to them. Like if someone handed me write a novel for Kung Fu Panda 4 that's the best thing that could happen to me in my life because it's already there, you just need to like make more episodes, you got your character setting, plot, lore wushu finger grabs, it's good to go <laughs>
1: uh. Uh, but I, I would definitely say uh, after 2005 I, uh, I feel like I just kind of did not watch any many more Nicktoons
0: I agree like, it's kind of crazy because when we go to what's currently airing right now, up to the very tar- stop of this list, they brought SpongeBob back to life. Also, we made through this list without mentioning SpongeBob. <laughs> we don't uh, have to. Well, yeah,
1: he, he's not on the list that we were looking at specifically because.
0: It's still airing. Uh,
1: yeah, it's still airing.
0: It hasn't stopped so and it
1: has like four movies
0: four movies and it currently has two spin sh- spinoffs they did the big bang theory thing where they're doing young spongebob and then they gave patrick his own show <laughs> apparently Rugrats has resumed as well <laughs> yeah so All right, then. to pivot from our nickelodeon timeline it turns out that trying to do every single animated show that could make it into this video game was not a reasonable task but we hit some good points I agree. At some point, I'll probably talk more about Danny Phantom because I really think it was a precursor to letting them get away with making Avatar. <laughs> and
1: Quite possibly.
0: No need to go into Avatar and Legend of Korra. My life as a teenage robot was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. We did mention in an earlier episode the horrifying nightmare crossover of Jimmy Neutron and Very Laud Barons.
1: Uh, yeah, the Jimmy Turner Power Hour.
0: Which their animation styles did not match It was horrifying nightmare fuel And I really hope both of them yeah. make it into this fighting game So I can reenact this night terror <laughs> Alright, so Our random question of the leak Comes from a Toriko? Toriko? Tokyo? Toriko? I know that they're named based on a awesome character from Rion and Kenshin But my ability to pronounce things is terrible But Fair their enough. question is is a hot dog a
1: sandwich? Uh, so, I mean, again, I, I, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite theory channels, uh, it's called Food Theory. Um, and so, you know, they, they tackled this question. And I am relatively uh, satisfied with their answer uh, uh, in the end. They used the textbook definition of a sandwich, uh, right. uh, which, is, which is two slices of bread uh, with uh, something spread thoroughly between, a thin layer of something spread thoroughly between. Uh, and so by that definition, uh, a hot dog is not a sandwich. And I would tend to agree because in daily life, uh, if someone offers me a hot dog, they don't like. They're not like. Hey, do you want this sandwich? No. That they they say. Do you want a hot dog? See, I've, I've never actually heard anyone call a hot dog
0: a sandwich. My retort well, or for, rebuttal, as it were. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah okay.
1: What? Well, I mean, uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, uh, he uh, well, bought that's a, a deep hot dive. Dog. He he bought a hot dog for a female reporter, uh, and then he tried to call it a whole sausage and tried to tell her to eat the whole sausage. We'll uh, take that as you will. Uh, no. And she kept trying to refer. She kept trying to refer to it as a sandwich because she was uncomfortable with him referring to it as a sausage. Okay, uh, but, so <laughs> so that's the that's the only exception. I've, that's the only time I've ever heard a hot dog called a sandwich.
0: So I need to defend the hot dog sandwich right now, and here's how I'm going to do it. So <laughs> okay. you may have grew up in your high-class, ritzy Saskatoon Manor and always had hot dog buns for your hot dogs, which I have to assume are 100% beef cooked over a hot dog rotation machine. But I grew up in the sticks of suburban Calgary. And sometimes you didn't have any hot dog buns. So you would cut the hot dog in half on a horizontal line. You would take two of them and it'd create four like a layer. And you'd put it between two pieces of bread. I conjuncture that eating a hot dog in that style is a hot dog sandwich.
1: Yeah, you definitely made a hot dog sandwich, but when I didn't have a hot dog buns, I used a single piece of bread and still ate them tubular.
0: You are a in fool. In which case it
1: was still not a sandwich.
0: For, <laughs> I stand by the hot dog sandwich being a beautiful culinary <laughs> invention. Yes, it was forged out of necessity. And yes, it may defeat the... Pl- it may be the inefficient way because you could just use a single piece of bread like a hot dog bun but I stand by the (laughs) hot dog sandwich and all its glory (laughs) and with that we move into our random dragon question of the week which I'm going to pull up here and not lose this week (laughs) loading time dragons are they better than elves that is your question there's so a bunch more subtakes to that, but I'm taking the first chunk of this question. It follows up to in literature and roleplay, are they better? So yeah, Carl, are dragons better than elves?
1: Um I would say no. Uh I mean they're they're vastly biologically superior for sure. Uh and, and, but, but they kind of just rest on their laurels and, and uh, don't improve themselves you know, they'll get a dragon, a treasure hoard and they'll just go to sleep for a couple centuries and then they wake up and suddenly there's technology and they're shot in the heart and dead
0: so first off you clearly haven't seen Reign of Fire because what actually happens is the dragons come up they burn all of us to ash they get the nutrients out of the ash they conquer the world we lose I did not quite see the ending of the movie I just assumed the dragons won and wiped out mankind
1: <laughs> okay
0: so i will say this though as much as i'm team dragons dragons are great when asked on first date what's my favorite animal i unflinchingly say dragons when mm-hmm. i requested to have a dragon bread spread, i said i'd be dumped and i seriously considered the dragon bread spread anyway i will say this <laughs> elves in their purest form might be less interesting but you can do a lot with it like Mm. Elves themselves have inspired so many interesting things. And to go into the deep space with the dragons here, if it weren't for elves, we wouldn't have Vulcans. Cause Vulcans are space elves. And elves <laughs> have like a certain mysticism to them that I'm not entirely sure Smog could have carried Lord of the Rings on his own back. So I'm gonna say dragons are great. They're awesome. But I don't want to have them at the expense of elves.
1: Because
0: mm. a lot of things I've really enjoyed have had elves or elf-ish things in them. Like, if I have to lose dragons or the Legend of Zelda franchise, oof.
1: <laughs> what a way to take a non-position.
0: Uh, fine, then. Well, my position's obviously pro-dragons. <laughs> okay, dragons are better than elves. I I tried to give a I tried to come up with a counterbalance, but dragons are better than elves. That's just dragons are better uh, than me.
1: Well, in any event, uh, keep your comments coming. Uh, post uh, either random dragon questions or just random questions in general. Uh, and if your questions are selected, you'll get a free e book copy of Waltz of of Blades
0: Deluxe, and Tokyo Saito. Expect your email box soon, and enjoy your free copy. And to everybody else, (laughs) dragons are better than elves, and have yourselves a lovely week.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Goodbye.